so this episode is the first uh, it's the first episode that I'm recording with my new soundboard that oh. was it was uh it, it, audio interface is I think the more technical term because soundboard is a button you can hit to make a noise. Um, but yeah, I was hoping you were just about to hit that. Bah, 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 bah. Oh no, I never would. That's not my style. That's your style, oh, but it's not yeah, my style. I absolutely would. I can't wait for a soundboard. God, that'll be the day. But my buddy uh, Reed from the podcast What You Call It uh, sent me this audio interface to mess around with. And I think overall, the quality is a little better. I will say for you, Amy, that uh, it, it does mean that my microphone is just more sensitive in general. And uh, there there might be some more desktop noises for you to edit out. Okay, so your mic is more sensitive, so I won't, I won't uh, insult your microphone. That's a good one. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. I liked it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay, that's pizza cake. Pizza cake. I'm pizza cake. I would never eat a pizza cake. Why not? Maybe I would. I yeah, just I ate you... pizza, so that thought of eating more pizza is like, oh yeah, are y- you, you kidding me? You totally would eat a pizza cake, though. Not right now, but not right now. But it it would be it would have to be like a really thick pizza. It can't just be a cake that looks like a pizza. That's fucking bullshit. Do you remember that's that bullshit. fucking bullshit from a couple months ago? Was that Where months? Everything... Yeah, that was like two months ago. I don't know. Everybody cut the cake. You have a iPhone and you cut it, and there's cake inside. I would. Yeah. I here's my thing about those those cakes, is they're probably all very bad to eat. Well, yeah, because it's like 90% frosting. Yeah. This is like, this is for no one. This is truly for no one. Um, I don't remember if I've specifically talked to you about this, but how do you feel about fondant? Bad. Okay, cool. I, I'm a, I'm a pie person, personally. I prefer pies. I like pies better. They're good. And better than cake. I I prefer pies as well, but fondant is my best friend. I love that thick bitch. I hate it. Can't stand it. It's just sugar. It's just thick sugar. Exactly. It's the thickest sugar that you can get, and I hate it. It's the thickest sugar you can get. You want... you. Hello, folks. You tired of having sugar? Uh, Just being shitty powder? When you have to snort it up like some sort of cocaine, well, what are you? Listen. What are you doing with sugar? No, Amy, stop this! What are you doing with sugar? You should not be doing that. Well, you know, what if you just want sugar but you don't want to make a fucking cake? Then fondant's your boy. You eat it. It's usually on a cake. I've never had it separate, but I mean, I if if fondant is on a cake, I usually take the fondant off and just eat that and maybe have a little bit of the cake. This hey, is well, absurd. No, this is absurd. I can't. I, d- I can't abide this. Or you're you're ditching, you're ditching the beautiful, wonderful cake, under uh, to to indulge in your fondant dreams. Yeah, because most cake isn't that good. It's just like slightly sweeter bread. Like do better. I can't believe this. <laughs> Show me a cake that's send. Mail me a cake that's good. 
Okay, if I sent you a cake in the mail when it arrived, it'd be bad. The thing about cake <laughs> is that you need to eat it. Put it in a cooler. If you're, if, okay, if you're only eating supermarket cakes, then I get it. But if you are eating actual real cake, then you have no leg to stand on. I, I just, I just haven't had enough real cake, I guess. I've only had the shitty birthday cakes. And also shitty wedding cakes, which is like, really? I mean, you probably spent like a lot of money on this big stack and cake and it doesn't taste mm-hmm. that good. Oh, no, for sure. I, I fully agree with that. But like actual real cake, I can I can make you a cake when we're in the okay. same place. I can make you a cake. All right. You're going to have to make me a cake and prove prove that cakes are good mostly because i've got to put in all the work to convince you of a thing (laughs) welcome to enchanting aspects where we talk about food um no (laughs) except for the cooking mama bit i don't think i would like a pod i i think eventually someday i'm gonna make a podcast where i just ran about my specific pickiness with foods it'll be called amy's bad food takes amy's bad food takes yeah i'll I'll think of a pun for that hot takes maybe just hot takes hot cakes that's nothing nobody steal that hey nobody hey nobody steal the term hot take (laughs) amy just came up with it right now (laughs) and it has never been used for any other purpose ever you're just not allowed to use it for a podcast that is about food. Hey, let me do, hold on. Let me prob- just yeah, okay. Let me just really quick. Uh, if, yeah. Uh, let me just real quick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna open the Spotify web player. I'm gonna type in hot take under the podcast section, and we're just okay. gonna see. I'm just gonna get obliterated. Uh, there's hot takes. There's hot <laughs> takes. There's hot takes and deep dives. There's the hottest take. There's hot takes. There's hot takes and beer breaks. There's hot takes. There's hot take. (laughs) There's hot take titans. There's hot take. Oh, here's one. Hot takes and hot cakes. Fuck. Damn it. Shit. I quit. I have to cancel. I'm not allowed to. I have to come up with an actual good title now. Fuck. There's hot takes on Catholic dates. Oh, my God. Okay, that one's my favorite. Uh hot takes and cold beers so okay hold on there's hot takes and beer breaks and then somebody else is just like hold on we gotta do that but slightly different hot takes and cold beers also i haven't been saying any of the names of the people but i can like let me just say right now just looking at it there are uh four podcasts that are uh that are exactly hot takes with Name of host. Oh, wow. A lot of people have hot takes these days, huh? Yeah. Gosh. Well, there's so um, many more. There's so many more. But, yeah. But I just. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks once again for putting in the work to prove me. <laughs>
let's do a podcast. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, that's our cold open. That's our 10-minute cold open. <laughs> Welcome to Enchanting Aspects, where we enchant your aspects. And, and we appreciate the little things in art. Second tagline. There it is. I just said it, and I, I didn't put any sort of stupid joke to it. I just said it, and we don't need to explain the podcast. Um, we don't need to explain the podcast. Are we finally <laughs> done explaining the podcast? I'm just saying that out loud so I don't do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, but you know what I did realize is I don't think, like, I don't even know if we did it in the first episode. We have, like, never introduced ourselves, it feels like. Oh, really? Hi, my name is Amy. <laughs> Hi. You didn't know. Hi, I'm. my name is Jupiter, and... Yeah, that's a good point. In in none of our intros do we say our names. <laughs> it's just that's just now occurring to me right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, yeah, you know who we are. Like our podcast is honestly just like you're a you're a newspaper boy riding through a neighborhood and you drive by a open window and you just hear two shitheads talking. And you start listening in. That's what our podcast is. POV, you are a paper boy. <laughs> <laughs> gonna, I'm going to add some... Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to add some crumpling newspaper. ASMR you have noise. a day to edit this. No way are you adding sound effects. <laughs> oh, why'd you say that? Now I have to challenge you. No! Think of yourself. <laughs> Sound effects are so fun. I'm going to add um that one that one boat noise that's funny right here. Okay. I don't know the funny boat boat bo- bo- boat noise. Can you say toy boat five times fast? Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. Oh wow, okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I deserve that. I couldn't even... When I told you to say toy boat, I couldn't even say it correctly. Toy boat, toy boy, toy boy, toy boy, toy boy. Okay. Um, hey, hey, who's hey, going Jupiter. first? Who's going first this it's, week? It's your turn this oh, week. Oh, it's my turn? Okay. Yeah. All right. <sighs> okay. So, reeling it in. Oh, you caught a fish. Good job. Well, speaking of fish, actually... Uh, oh, this next thing is in water. Oh, there's no fish uh, to deal with this one. There's no fish in this one. But OK, but water is involved slightly. OK, OK, OK. I okay. want to talk. Have you heard about have you heard about the good boy Luigi? Uh, Yeah, I've heard about that guy. Uh, So did you know? Did you know? I've heard a, I heard a rumor and I and I believe it with all my heart that Luigi is in Super Mario sixty four. Oh my God! Yeah, that that happened a couple months ago too, where they found his files in the f- in the file hole. Yeah. Do you know the whole story about that? No, I don't. Well, let me tell you. Okay. I I'm here to talk about L is real twenty four oh one. So in Super Mario sixty four. For the Nintendo sixty four, as you might imagine, uh, you're you're the you're the uh, the the little plumber who we all love. Oh, you're the red one. The red one with the blue overalls, 
And the mustache, don't forget that. He's got a brother. He's got a brother known as Luigi, who is notoriously absent from Super Mario 64. Yeah, he wasn't invited to the cake party. And this was, for uh, gamers in the 90s, a big deal. Because every Mar- like mainline Mario game up to that point has had a two-player, although it was like not simultaneous, alternating. Yeah, yeah. And you could play as Luigi, but not in this one. Not in the in the f- uh, flagship title for the Nintendo sixty-four. And 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 get and little children in the nineties. On the playground, we're like freaking out. <laughs> there were fires. Yeah, uh, people were kids were dying on that playground. There was blood. I mean, I don't. <laughs> you weren't there. I I'm not there, but I guess so. I was. I was. You went hard. Two. Oh yeah, I was. Um, Wait, what year did Mario come out? Uh, 1996. Oh, I didn't. Ex- I was. Oh, negative. actually, that's that might not even be. It might have been earlier. Hold on. Let me let me double check this. Hey Siri. What what year did Mario have? Nineteen ninety six. It was. It, I was correct, and I was faster than Siri will ever be. Okay. I found this on the web for what what year did Mario happen? Check it out. Thanks so, for nothing, Siri. Yeah. So as usual, Siri is useless. <laughs> No new information on this podcast mm. yet. So, uh, came out in 1996, so I was not even alive when Super Mario 64 came out. Yeah, me either. Uh, and I didn't end up playing it until, uh, like, I don't know, a decade and a half later, playing it in emulators on my parents' family computer. Ooh. So, uh, so I, I was never, like... And even then, I've never beat it, right? Although, yeah, I've never beat it either. You know, although, hey, I will be, uh, I will be getting that Mario collection with, with yeah. sixty four sh- sunshine and and galaxy. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. Stupid limited release. I, yeah, the limited release is so stupid. I have it's to. It's so stupid. Personally, I'm hoping. That the reason why the collection is a limited release is because after that, it'll be split up into separate $20 titles. I hope whether, so. Whether or not that's true, well... <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Uh, Nintendo is not saying because... Ugh. But at the very least, uh, I am... Hey, I'm very excited to play Mario Sunshine. On, on the Switch. That is going to be great. Oh, me too. Now, anyway. So. Uh, so, there is an area, a courtyard, in the game, in Mario 64. It is, uh, uh, it is usually full of booze, little ghosty guys. Mm-hmm. And you can access uh, Big Boo's Haunt, which is one of the levels. But this courtyard is notable. Because... In the courtyard, there is a pool, a closed-off pool with, uh, you know, stone bricks. And in the center of the pool, in water, is a statue of a star with a little placard. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you this placard right now. Okay. Because 
The internet is very insistent that this says L is real 2401, and the texture is so low resolution that even even back in the day, because, like, this rumor, this, like, whole thing was and has been a big deal since the game came out, and even though I wasn't there for its origination, I did still see a lot of conversation online. So I saw this screenshot a lot when I was a kid and I never really saw it. <laughs> okay, let's take a gander. Oof, oof. That is, wow, that is a low res image. Yeah. It says, let me use my eagle, <clears throat> my eagle furry eyes because if I was afraid I'd be an eagle. Nope, I'm. that's not true. I don't, I have words that just come out of my brain. It says... A la roof zifit. Um, sure. My rover. Arr. Yeah, it's. Well, he, my favorite thing about this is that. So there's the L is real 2401 at the top. And then there's a, okay. t- a tiny little inscription underneath it that is unreadable and no one has ever really. Uh, fucked around with because. Oh, well, I just solved it. I mm. just solved it. With My r- roofer. Yeah, those syllables are things. <laughs> yeah, I, I cracked the code. You, Thank, you're welcome, yeah. gamers. Okay. So, the, there is a fun twist to this that I will reveal at the end. Yay, I love that. So, let me get into the story. So. Okay. In, uh, in, so people saw this and... Rumors went wild. So everyone just sort of agreed, hey, this reads L is real, 2401. So that must mean that it's it's a code and Luigi can be unlocked as a playable character. Now, this is like, e- even like, even back then, like... Not necessarily in the 90s, but, like, as soon as ROMs were a thing, like, people dived in and found, like, Luigi is not in the game. Yeah. But theories went wild anyway, in the same way that, like, pushing the truck in in Pokemon Red and Blue was, like, a big rumor, even though there's nothing substantiating it. And there's, like... Yeah, and, like, the iceberg in Club Penguin. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know that one, but yeah, absolutely. Ooh, I will absolutely spend an episode talking about that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, so um, so the one of the rumors uh claimed that the twenty four oh one represented how many coins you were supposed to get to unlock Luigi in this economy. Now, there were people who were like, hey, is that the total number of coins in the game? It's it's not. You can get more than that. But even still, people tried it, got 2,401 coins in Mario 64, returned to the statue, nothing. Another rumor, this one's very fun, claimed that in order to unlock Luigi, you would need to run around the statue 2,401 times. Oh, my God. And 
people did it. Oh, wow. The dedication for this green man. And it, of course, did not work. Yeah. Now, uh, there are counter theories that suggest that, in fact, it is not saying L is real, or that it is, but that it's referencing Paper Mario, which is a game that would be released uh, after this game. Which, frankly, is um, silly. There are people, like, people who believe that the bottom line reads in Paper M, which, like, come on. Come on, mine was so much more realistic. Uh, additionally, this, this theory, uh, was only came up with after Paper Mario was released because at the time it, when Super Mario 64 was released, no one knew about Paper Mario because it wouldn't be released for another five years. (laughs) Yeah. Now, the other thing about it is that this plaque, this sign, this El Israel plaque was reused in Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Whoa, really? Yeah. Which, again, just sort of points to it being just a random texture that Nintendo didn't think anything about. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get into, like, now that we know the theory, there has never really been any basis for this theory, but it, it sparked imaginations wild. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Now... Here's the fun thing, is that the rumor was accidentally correct. What? Really? Completely by accident. Holy shit, that is surprising. So, no, you cannot play as Luigi in Mario 64. There is no way to unlock Luigi. Luigi is not in the game. Yeah. However, he was. Oh? I don't know when exactly. I think this was around 2017, 2018. A people dived into the into the code for Super Mario 64 and they found a hidden split screen multiplayer functionality. Ooh, two gamers. It was one game. Yeah. Originally, Multiplayer was planned for Super Mario 64. Wow. And it was completely removed uh, uh, other than, like, a a single, like, barely working screen, like, screen uh, splitting thing. Mm -hmm. And it sparked imagination again of, like, oh, my God, Luigi was in the game. Where is, where's Luigi's assets? What what happened? Where's the boy? Where's his source code? And then, I'm sure you've heard of this, in 2020, mm-hmm. they found him. They found him. But where? Uh, a bunch of source code for all these different Nintendo games was leaked from a, from, like, a, a partner company that, like, Nintendo hadn't worked with in a long time, like, since these days, basically. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, they found source code for Super Mario 64, dove in, and they found Luigi's model. Ooh. And they reconstructed Luigi. A boy, just for me. Little uh, Luigi, just for me. A little Mario 64 Luigi. Oh my god, I just had the biggest fucking deja vu in the world. (laughs) 
What? Why? Of just you sending me this picture of Luigi. <laughs> uh, yeah. They they uncover Luigi's body. They uncover Luigi's model. And... He's tall. He's tall. He's taller than Mario, as you might expect. He looks he looks very Luigi-like. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And the very fun thing about it is that Luigi was discovered exactly 24 years and one month after the release of Super Mario 64. Oh my god! Wow! Meaning that ac- completely accidentally, L in fact is real 2401. Wow, that is so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. Do you think somebody planned that? Do you think somebody at that company was like, what have we waited 24 years? I, I don't know. I, I don't know the full story of the leaks, but that it would be so fun. Yeah. Now, oh, my gosh. That's so, so cool. Now, are you ready for the twist? Oh, that wasn't the twist? That was not the twist. Yeah. Twist, twist me like a uh, candy wrapper. And once you know the twist, you will not you will not be able to not see it. Okay. So, what if I told you that we do definitely know what is actually written on that placard, or at least the first <gasps> half? Oh, oh, was say? It's not El Israel twenty four oh one. It's in fact. Eternal Star. <gasps> oh, Eternal Star. And this was uh, proven by a Reddit user who took the Super Mario 64 font, wrote Eternal Star, and then used the same method of compression that Nintendo 64 games use on their textures. Wow. Hacking science. Uh, oh, you, you sent a picture? There's an image of it. Oh, my God. And you can totally see it. That says Eternal Star. Yeah. Wow. And, and it, it makes sense because it's a star statue. Yeah. And it's... Wow. And it's it, like now that I know that and I'm looking at the compressed like placard texture, I'm like, yeah, that just straight up says Eternal Star. Yeah. Oh, man, I want someone to figure out what the second line says. Yeah, for real. Who knows? Oh, that's so cool. I love I love the internet for things like this. Yeah. For just solving mysteries that don't need to be solved, but they absolutely can be. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very good. I I love this whole story. It's it's so it's so fun. It's so fun. Wow. The boy the boy the star he's wow. the boy he's a star he, luigi will always be my eternal star <laughs> luigi will always be my eternal star uh that's beautiful thanks for the story you're welcome hey amy um, hey hey amy yeah i heard on the grapevine did you eat grapes on the way? No, I can't. I can't there? eat grapes. Why? Because I ate too many grapes when I was a kid, and now they just make my tummy hurt. Oh, 
you you hit your grape limit. Yeah, I hit my grape limit for life. I I won't hit it for a while. I I think because mm-hmm. I am not that into grapes. So like I eat well, like one a year. I don't quote me on that. <laughs> I would just go into the kitchen. I would open up the fridge, see the bag of grapes, and just start munching. Just Kirby it. Just Kirby it every every like multiple times a day. I would just go to that grape bag and pluck off some grapes and eat them. Wow. And now you went too far. Now, now, now I can't eat grapes anymore. Now you're suffering for your hubris for grapes. Uh, so what'd you hear on the vine? That you have a thing. <laughs> I have a thing. Free shavaka do. That's a vine. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening joke. to Enchanting Aspects. <laughs> Um, so my thing's a video game thing, but it's like, I know that so many times in this silly, wonderful podcast, I get deep, but this is purely technical. Uh, just, I love, I love this video game thing purely because it's a video game. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, my thing is, um, the combat system in Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. There it is. There it is. I was wondering you when knew. Sekiro would show his ugly head. He's beautiful. No, he's... Have you seen him? He's fine. He's beautiful. He's hot. I, well, uh... <laughs> Sekiro, I didn't mean to call you ugly. I was just sort of... <laughs> Playing off of the phrase, but I forgot that that's your actual name. Yeah, I I, was, um, I just meant the game, but the dude's name is Sekiro. Yeah. So if y'all don't know what Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is, it won Game of the Year last year. Um, and it, I think it absolutely deserved it. It's it's a really fucking cool game. His it's name is the- not Sekiro. It's Wolf. He's called Wolf. I don't know if that's his true name, though. Yeah, but he's not called Sekiro. I don't remember what the Sekiro part so is. So I was right. I just, I was right. <laughs> um. Anyways, Wolf is hot. Eh, um. No men are hot, but go off, I guess. Um. So Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is a game made by the same people who made the Dark Souls games and the Bloodborne games. Um, and if you don't know much about those games, they are notoriously known for being very, very, very difficult to play and beat. The, this um, this episode is, is the Dark Souls of Enchanting Aspects. I I just knew a joke was that, like that was going to happen. I was just wondering if I was going to say it first or if you were, this, and you beat me. This episode is the Sekiro of of enchanting aspects i mean yeah that is that is correct you just said a, a fact good job this episode F- is the facts. bloodborne of enchanting aspects okay you gotta pick one <laughs> pick this episode one. is the demon souls of this episode enchanting is the aspects. luigi of the <laughs> yeah this enchanting e- this episode doesn't exist but we're gonna start a rumor mill to t- if you listen to the first episode of Enchanting Aspects 2,401 times. Yeah, you- you'll hear that, um, how, you'll hear how hot we are. It takes 2,000. 2000- <laughs>
401 <laughs> times to realize that we're actually super hot. Yeah, the, the there's a placard uh, and it's a little low resolution, so it's hard to say what it to to know what it says. But but the rumor says that it, it, it the placard reads A and J are hot twenty four oh one. Yeah, and then the bottom line says swag. Yeah, it's a swag with um, like so many extra letters. Swag. I'm gonna talk about my thing now. Yeah, do absolutely talk about your thing. So, um, I, I enjoy Dark Souls. I love Bloodborne. Um, I've never, I haven't beaten either of them because, hey, I'm a gamer, but I'm not that good at those games. Um, I, the, the whole, the whole fighting of rolling around and I've gotten through most of the battles in Dark Souls and Bloodborne by cheesing. Um, like, I'm, if I play Super Smash Brothers, like, yeah, I'm a f- I could beat some advanced players but like i'm not that good but i love sekiro very much because the combat in that game makes me feel like i am the greatest gamer in the goddamn world um and so let me there's so many parts of the combat so let me let me expand it a bit let me let me explain let me explain what's going on i i love here's the thing Here's the thing that I will say is that uh, one of the best things that a video game can do is trick you into thinking that you're good at it. (laughs) Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's that's partly also why I love Ace Attorney is because it makes you feel like you've actually solved the crime. Yeah. It's like when, it, when a game does a good job of making also like, you know, when we talked about Persona 4 solving that mystery, like oh, yeah. if a game makes you feel like you did something and not like the game was just helping you do it, like you feel awesome. Oh, yeah. You but get, you get that good feel. Yeah. You've got to you've got to like there's like a delicate balance of like like making it like mechanically satisfying and intuitive in a way that makes it seem like you're doing everything yeah even and it also still has to be challenging yeah. as well e- even if the game is secretly giving you the advantage or yeah you know yeah. whatever like just just being powerful feels good being powerful feels good so um the the most important um, part or, or, or I guess the first aspect that's important to um, the combat in Sekiro is it doesn't it's it's not some sort of like fighting style of where you're just butt button mashing and like hoping that eventually you're gonna hit your enemy it's actually it's 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 focused actually on parrying and deflecting the most um, towards your enemies so instead of you know kind of like it doesn't matter what your enemy does you're just like pressing it until you can hit them instead you actually have to wait and listen to your enemy and look at their movements in time exactly when they're about to strike so you can kill them right and like um you you can still button mash if you want to because there's still like a guarding part and you can just guard and wait for them to hit and then hit them again but it just takes so much longer and like you can just one hit ko like the the grunts if you if you de- deflect them and parry correctly, um, right? Because so because like because like a sword will do the job. Like a yeah. lot of video games treat swords as just like fun sticks to hit each other with. 
Yeah. But a, yeah. Uh, but a sword will get you there. A sword will get you there, but actual technique, like, that's, 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 that's the first bullet point of, of the, of the, of the fighting in, in combat in Sekiro, is that you have to, um, learn about your opponent. And it does this in so many other ways, too, uh, which brings me to my next, next point, which is perilous attacks. So, um, as I mentioned before, you can guard, um, against certain attacks, and when you guard, like, uh, obviously you don't get hit, but there's uh, four different attacks in the game that you can't guard no matter what, and you also can't deflect them um, sometimes. So, like, the in these four different things, the game warns you it's about to happen by, like, having, like, a symbol appear right in front of the enemy, like, right before they're doing it, and then um, you have to deduce, like, okay, is this a sweep attack, so I have to jump? Is this a thrust attack, or do I... So does that mean I have to, like, uh, move to the side, or or, or uh, step dodge? Um, it's like, they give you that symbol, but you also still have to, um, like, notice how the enemy is stanced, and also the sounds that they make um, to understand which, actually, perilous attack they are doing. Um, I also want to touch down on my favorite perilous attack, um, which only a specific boss in the game does, I think. I, I never beat the game. I got, like, <laughs> right to the end, and then I was like, oh, I don't want this to end. I'm not gonna beat it yet. Um, but one of, one of the bosses has a lightning attack, mm -hmm. which is, like, it's fucking lightning. Like, it's gonna kill you. And the only way to defend against against lightning is to redirect it, just like an avatar. Um, oh, shit. Airbender. But you also can only do it while you're airbo airborne. So when, when this motherfucker boss is about to attack you with lightning, you have to know, you have to time perfectly. Like, right when the lightning is about to strike, you have to jump, get struck by lightning... And then while you're still in the air, you have to press another button to redirect the lightning back to your opponent Shit. before you touch the ground. Um, and it's like, you know, it's it's fucking hard to do. And it takes a lot of tries to um, to uh, actually perfect that, which I'll get to in a bit now, before I, I get that. Now, I don't see this is my thing is like, you know, people talk about getting struck by lightning all the time and, you know, how bad it is. <laughs> Why doesn't anybody try jumping first? Right? Nobody thought of it. Like if, Nobody thought of it till now. If you're standing in the middle of a field during a lightning storm holding all of your spoons, all of your metal metal spoons, all your, your forks, your lightning, your light bulbs, your kites, why your keys? Why aren't you jumping? You should just be jumping, jumping everywhere. Well, because listen, like if you're on the ground, and the lightning hits you, it's going to flow from you to the ground. But if you're jumping, the lightning flows into you and then it's like, oh, shit, sorry, there's nowhere for me to go. Let me get out of you. Yeah. Yeah. You either. Here's the thing. You either instantly get fried like a turkey or you get superpowers. Yeah. And you get like a super cool scar. Yeah. So yeah. there's no downside. You either turn the into a, a delicious treat. Right. Or you get a cool scar. Do you think, hey, hey, this hey. is maybe a little bit morbid, but yeah. do you think, do you think that wild animals would prefer fried food over regular food? 
Um, yeah, probably because there's more oils, more fats. But do they like that? Their body does. Their body craves that shit. I mean, they don't they don't know. They don't know the the glory of a deep fryer. And I'm just saying, you know, like if if <laughs> if somebody got struck by lightning, <laughs> would the would the animals think they tasted better? <laughs> You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say that if you're a small enough animal and you get struck by lightning, you're probably going to get burnt pretty bad and taste a little Sure. Bad. Yeah. But I think that like a human size, if you get struck by lightning, you're probably not even going to get cooked all the way through. Like it's going to be uneven. Right. There's a there's a middle there's a middle stage. Yeah. Although so, like although flash cooking rarely works. I don't want to talk about this. This sucks. Either. No, I, I fully admit that this sucks. I, I, <laughs> I knew that it sucked going into it. And yeah. I didn't even mean for it to turn into a, a deeper conversation. But I was just wondering, <laughs> would an animal like a fried food? Answer yes, because animal like all food. But would they like it more? That's what I got to know. Anyway, Amy, I, continue. A- anyways, uh, you have a prosthetic arm in the game as well. And with the prosthetic arm, you can get different tools called shinobi tools that you can equip to your arm. And they let you do a lot of different cool stuff like a grappling hook and a shuriken and an axe. Also an umbrella. An umbrella? Yeah, you get an umbrella, which is like a shield to guard against some attacks. Okay. Um, You get some firecrackers and you also get a spear. Um, There's also some more um, that I won't say. You you um, you get deep fryer, you get you get a uh, tic tac dispenser single, single tic tac yeah just one tic tac <laughs> it's, it's one time use it's oh my god I'm just imagining you know someone prosthetic arm there uh, but the hand part is missing and at the end of their the wrist prosthetic is just a single tic tac is it glued on. Is it stapled on? It's got a little. It's got a little plastic holder. Okay. You know, it's sort of clipped in. Okay. I would eat it immediately. <laughs> but then you lose Just all of your Tic Tac powers, <laughs> such as. I think I would gain the powers by eating them. Y- Duh. Sure. Hey, Amy. I'm sorry to keep interrupting <laughs> with my stupid, stupid thoughts. Um, so the prosthetic arm and the shinobi tools are also cool because it's another, um, aspect of fighting enemies. Certain enemies you can only, like, get attacks on them if you you, use certain, some of the tools. Like, certain enemies, like, you can only catch them off their guard by using the firecrackers. Or some enemies have, like, really powerful shields and, um, they're hard to deflect and attack without first, like, using the, the axe tool. Um... So it's another fun little aspect. And so I I have listed almost all of the cool little aspects of my little aspect. And I still haven't gone to the coolest part. Oh, really? Which is, I still have, yeah. Which is in the name of the game, uh, Shadows Die Twice. Um, the coolest part of this game is that you can resurrect. Resurrect. You can die mid-boss battle and you get to come back to life. What, what if um, what if the game was called uh, Sekiro Wolf Dies Several Times? That would be very accurate. Um, the the very hot, accurate. hot gamer joke right off the presses. 
Um, so let me, I, I wanna, I wanna talk a bit about the resurrection thing and why I think it's really cool and why dogs b bark. Why do dogs suddenly bark? I was just Every about time to say that too. That That's I crazy. snark. Snark? Yeah, it's snark into a microphone because we're just goofing. <laughs> that's not a that's a snort. What's a snark? A snark is a is a witty remark. Oh, I thought it was a like a onomatopoeia. No, you are you are thinking of snort. Okay. I think snark should be an onomatopoeia though. I, I'm gonna talk to the council about that. Yeah, talk to the tune council about that. <laughs> Anyways, even though I say this game makes me feel like I'm a really good gamer, I have to say I have died so, so, so many times in this game. And that's because it does share a similar thing to Dark Souls and Bloodborne with which is there's you're 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 supposed to fight your bosses more than once. You are supposed to go into that battle over and over and over again, dying over and over and over again to learn like, you know, their techniques, their their postures, um the sounds they make as they're about to do certain attacks and uh it's it's designed so that you um you there there's always a pattern and although when you first the first couple of like battles you'll have with an opponent like you won't notice the pattern you'll be like oh just fuck i'm just getting my ass handed to me like eventually you're like okay when when he goes like Hah! That means he's about to stab me with a stick. Yeah. Or when he when he turns around and reaches for his ass, that means he's about to throw shit at me. Yeah. Yes, that happens in the game. Now, I, this um, is the one thing I'm aware of. I did hear about the big monkey. The big monkey throws his shit at you. I was even I was even gonna make a joke about it, but you got there first. I got there first. I'm. I was waiting for my Jokes moment, biting my tongue. Died twice. Yeah, well, you got the first joke that I forgot what it was that's, already. That's valid. I did too forget <laughs> about it. So so we're one to one now. Yeah. Um, so that that's I like this game, even though even though, you know, Dark Souls and Bloodborne do this, too. Like they want you to learn the patterns of those monsters, too. I think it's different in a sense that um, in Sekiro, you know, you have several lives and um, also they, they usually have like, um, not bonfires and in instead they're like shrines, um, that you can save at and they usually have them like right next to a boss. So it's not like you, you know, in Dark Souls, like once you die, you lose so much stuff. And like with that comes the fear of dying that you want to avoid it as much as possible, even though you know you're going to die a lot. Like sure. you don't want to lose all your stuff. Um, with Sekiro, uh, you do lose something called, I don't remember what it's called, <laughs> and I don't want to look it up, but it's something, it's like basically experience points. Like, right. you can and, you can level up when you have enough points for something, but if you die, you lose those points. Right. And, and also, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't, from a narrative perspective, uh, the whole Resurrections thing, doesn't that make everybody else sick? Oh fuck yeah! I totally forgot about that. <laughs> um, yeah, that that is a, a thing that I completely forgot about. Um, but yes, if you die over and over and over again, it actually kills people. Um, and it kills like random NPCs to the point where sometimes like you won't be able to finish a quest if you um don't like uh cure the curse or whatever. Um, which there there is lots of ways to do it. Mm -hmm. Um. 
Like, when, when you start the game, you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to die over and over again with this boss because then an NPC's gonna die. But once you get further into the game, like, you learn that there's a lot of, like, different items and different ways to um, cure that curse. So it's 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 less scary. Sure. Um, it's it's definitely a really cool aspect of it though, and I and I love how like you know it you you aren't just thrown into the game being like okay whatever like it doesn't matter how many times I die. Right. Right. Um, Where whereas like Bloodborne is the only one of these games that I know anything about. Uh huh. Because I yeah. Because I got Dark Souls for the Switch, and then I started playing, and it was like I don't want to play this anymore. Not <laughs> not because it was too hard or like whatever but just because uh i hated the aesthetic yeah it, yeah it read to me like a a a video game for like it, here's what i will say dark souls is for straight people bloodborne is for queer people <laughs> i don't want to get i don't want to get too far into that because i'm absolutely going to talk about the bloodborne aesthetic in an episode oh not if i get to it first um don't well, steal a goth October thing from me is coming up maybe D- it'll be a joint thing i don't yeah. know but it's it's on my list for for spooky season i so i don't have anything particular for spooky season i guess i'm just gonna I talk about so Resident many, Evil a lot i'm so excited um and, and, but anyway, and you know what? And you know what? what? I've never, I've never beaten Bloodborne, but I will. I haven't either. I, I haven't gotten past that three, the the three guys. I don't, I don't even know if I got that far to be honest. Oof. But oof. Uh, anyway, you had a point. <laughs> well, my point. No, just to, just to say that. Uh, at some uh, after I'm done with Final Fantasy VII remake on my Twitch channel, I am I'm going to start up Bloodborne and I'm not going to stop until I beat it. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm going to beat that game and the DLC. Fucking watch me. Oh yeah, I'll watch. I'll tune in. Uh, Twitch.tv slash <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Hell Princess Jupiter. Amy, continue. <laughs> Um, so, anyways, fucking, the resurrection thing, like, even though it happens in Dark Souls, like, you know, you die, you come back to life, you're a skeleton this time, Bloodborne, like, you know, you're un- technically unkillable, so you get to come back to life, and Sekiro, it's like, yeah, you die, you get to come back to life too, but also, hey, sometimes you die in the middle of battle, and you get to come back to life, and you don't have to be, because, like, you know, sometimes you go into a battle, and you get your fucking ass handed to immediately, and you're like, ah, oh, damn it, I just got here, and now I feel discouraged, but Sekiro was like, hey, you can get up again. It's cool. And it's like, as as you get further and further into the game, as your experience gains, um, and as the story passes, like, you you can resurrect more than once. Like, you get multiple resurrections. Shadows um, die more than once? Shadows die more than once. And this is the other thing I want to mention, is that it's not just you that gets to do this. Um, all of the major bosses also get to resurrect yeah Um, like big monkey like big monkey and i i don't want to spoil that because that that specific boss battle with the resurrection is really fun um but like yeah bosses will come back to life after you kill them um and A, a, a helicopter flies in here's how i'm spoiling it a helicopter flies in and the big monkey grabs on and uh uh 
starts manning the minigun and you've got to deflect bullets uh yeah into, i into i can't believe that's that's actually exactly what happened yeah um it's like the game is set in in feudal japan and it's like normally very good about that but just like in the middle of it there's just a yeah. full on helicopter and they never reference it again yeah. which i thought was kind of weird it's like the one biggest flaw of the whole game like why yeah. is there a helicopter yeah it's like it's weird too because like it 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 after you beat the second phase it crashes into the helicopter and the big monkey crash into a, a ravine and you can see it down in the ravine, but when you go into the new area, like go into a new area and then come back, it's gone. This is like, why? What happened? Um. So I'm basically done talking about this. I just want to make my overall point. Um, yeah, please make your overall point. So my sorry. overall point is like this game is. I've never had so much fun with combat in fighting bosses than I have in this game. Like, a close second is probably um, Kingdom Hearts, uh, the first and second one. Mm. Um, like, those boss battles are super fun, too. But Hey, get uh, hey Amy, mm-hmm. get on the Hydra's back. <laughs> not, not that one. <laughs> the boss battles with other human beings. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> get up on the Hydra! Um, so... My whole point with this is that um, the game wants, the game doesn't discourage you. It wants you to learn um, and, and practice and observe. And it doesn't, it doesn't want you to give up. It wants you to go into a battle. And even if you get your ass handed to you, it doesn't say to you, hey, you know, you can do this. But it's like, that's, that's what I get. That's what, that's the feeling I get is like, mm-hmm. you know, I can do this. I just, I know that there is a pattern to this. And I know that if I do it enough times that I will observe the pattern and be able to um, beat this boss. And I just think it's so cool going, because like going into a boss battle and then feeling like it seems so impossible that the person you're fighting like one blow could kill you like you know usually that's very discouraging in a game like in other games if i'm starting a boss battle like it's you know you you aren't that threatened i'm not that threatened by it or if i am then i'm like oh this sucks this is gonna be shitty but with Sekiro, anytime like a boss battle happens and i'm overwhelmed i I know that eventually it won't be overwhelming and that I will be able to understand every single move and learn from it and get better and kick their fucking ass. Um, do you ever do you ever feel bad that that like the boss kills you so many times, but if you do it once, that's what counts? Like like um, why aren't why aren't they resurrecting at a bonfire and and charging your ass? Well, that's uh, good point, and I'm not gonna talk about that anymore because that's a uh, spoiler. <laughs> I'm just what? It was, why? It's fucking. All I'm gonna say is that's a good point, and somebody in the game does that. <laughs> yes, yeah, somebody, one person, one person does it. But why isn't Big Monkey waking no. up at a shrine? More than one. Why isn't Big it. Monkey waking up at a shrine? Being like, ooh, ooh, ah, ah, I'm gonna kick your fucking ass, wolf. I'm now I'm so, chasing after you in the level. So 
I just want to encourage anyone out there who has tried the Dark Souls and Bloodborne games and, like, been super discouraged by how hard it was and, like, oh, this shit is too difficult. Like, I really encourage you to try Sekiro because it's a totally different combat thing and, you know, it's it seems so much more possible and doable to me than in Dark Souls. And also, I'm also gonna say that I have looked at so many guides um, for the boss battles in Sekiro. Like, I do, I did not go into this, like, totally un, like, with every boss battle just being like, oh, I just need to completely figure this out on my own. Like, no, I would still follow guides of, like, you know, what to do. And even then, like, the boss battles are extremely difficult, but also extremely fun. Um, so yeah, play Sekiro. Shadows die twice and then they come back to life and kill you again but you get back to life too so that's fun and that's the entire full title of the game yeah it's honestly it's like wild that no one stopped them from naming the game so many things it's yeah. like it's it's really it it really is the enchanting aspects intro of video games <laughs> that see that one actually makes sense Thanks for listening to Enchanting Aspects. What song are you doing? It's my, uh, it's, it's, it's my, uh, uh, bit closing noise. Your bit closing noise. The, it's the noise that I make when a bit is over. Okay. Thank you for listening to Enchanting Aspects. <laughs> if you want to, uh, if you want to, if you want to help us out. If you wanna, if you wanna help get the show nice and big and popular, there are two main ways to do it. One, you can go to iTunes. You can uh, leave us a five-star iTunes review. That injects us into iTunes analytics. Means we get recommended more. Means that we get shown off to more people just sort of randomly searching iTunes, which is nice and helpful for us. But you know what's yeah. you know what's more helpful for us is talk about it is is talking about it with your friends and and showcase uh sh- showcasing showing off <laughs> episodes uh and and sharing them and uh just just passing them around to the to the people in your life that you care about and uh, who you think might enjoy a, a nice chill goofy time talking about show some your stuff. dog. Our podcast. Honestly, yes. Show your dog our podcast. They will like it. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. Um, and actually, do it right now. Um, I'll. I got a message for them. Okay. Thank you, Amy. I can't believe you would say that on on air. That's so many swears. Fuck ass, tits, balls, shit. That was the translation. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, has anybody made a podcast just for dogs where each episode is just like, like, like podcast for dogs. Each episode is just like subbing out a different common dog name or like Patreon dog or whatever. Oh my God. Hi, Riley. You're a good boy. You're a good boy, Riley. And that's the podcast episode um okay that actually is a thing somebody launched a podcast for dogs left alone at home which just features quote dog directed praise and stories um that also has soothing sounds and relaxing music that's adorable that is so cute 
Well, um, I, it's called my my dog's favorite podcast. So <laughs> that's very fun. Hey, thank you for listening to Enchanting Aspects. Um, <laughs> um I if it, we're gonna, I'm going to put some of these images up on our Twitter. The images that we talked about. Uh, it's at Enchanting Pod. Also, I. T- I think I totally fucking forgot to put up the image of Sigourney Weaver when you talked about it. You know what? Um, even though I said like three times mm-hmm. on that podcast, like, oh, it'll be on the Twitter. You're like, fuck my bad. I mean, it's an easy image to find, but still, you know, hey, yeah. whatever. And you described it pretty well, but whoops. Let Is me it too late? Just in case you forget again, let me describe in detail this picture of Luigi. <laughs> Luigi. Standing in a black void, his hat is green, and he has an L on it with a white circle. He has two round eyes with blue pupils and... Blue irises. That's what I said. He's got an ovular head and two circular ears. A big circular nose. He's in a lot of shapes. And I have to be descriptive. Shapes are helpful. Okay. Hi, I am... A busy gamer girl on the internet, and I do so many things. And you know what? what I don't have anything written for this. You know what would be great <laughs> is uh, if I could uh, do all of those internet things and uh, quit my job. <laughs> and if you want to help me towards that goal, the best way to do that, the best way to help me out, is to check out my Twitch channel and uh, watch and hang out in my chat, hang out with me and my buds when they are on. Like me! Like Amy, who uh, every other week, every other Tuesday, in fact, me and Amy stream Paper Mario and the Origami King. And uh, after that, we're going to move on to other stuff. We're, we're, we're fucking in it. Yeah. Uh, and then every other other Tuesday, uh, me and Joe Langlois of uh, Gaming New Horizons and Mock Footage, and he was also on our previous episode, stream yeah. Yakuza Zero. Uh, I am a, I'm a very chill streamer. I, I like to, to keep it chill, keep it relaxed. I, it, I enjoy playing single player games uh, for the most part and and you know, really diving in and uh, uh, playing as as much as is reasonable, uh, in- including 100% in games sometimes. I-, I stream three days a week minimum, sometimes four. And yeah, it, it would be really, really awesome if you, if you hung out. Uh, you can support me financially through there. There's uh, subscriptions and, and Twitch donations, which, uh, which really help me out. But uh, but it's not required by any means, and uh, even just being a viewer in chat and hanging out and and having fun uh, really helps me out uh, quite a lot, and will l- uh, allow me to uh, push to get a partner on Twitch, which will uh, be really helpful and good for me in my ultimate goal of quitting my terrible job. <laughs> yeah. In- yeah, by by 2021 is my goal. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, hey, this episode hey. is coming out tomorrow, which means that I do get an opportunity to plug. Birthday party. On Wednesday, 
I am having a big, massive birthday stream. And we're playing uh, a bunch of... Uh, oh, I should say, I'm having a big birthday stream because that's my birthday. Uh, so is... also say happy birthday to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my birthday is September 9th uh, on Wednesday. And on that day at 5 p.m. PST, I'm going to start off on a big birthday stream, which uh, will have a huge selection of guests, a wonderful selection of folks. Uh, we're playing silly, dumb party games. I'm just going to go ahead and run down the list of guests because okay. it's fantastic. Uh, so Amy, hey, you're Woo! on it. Uh, I'm here. Andy from Ending Pending, Marty and Kai from Netflix and Kill, Joe and Ray from Mock Footage and Gaming New Horizons, uh, uh, Joy uh, who is uh, Marble Cantus and uh, uh, co-host on Deck of Friendship? Liz of the Scary Jokes, Miles, my good good friend and fantastic art boy. Uh, he's not my fantastic art boy. He's just a fantastic art boy. Uh, uh, there's uh, a difference. There's a there's a full difference. Uh, Red at Red Buddy, Sarah Zedig, and uh, Sophie, Sophie Baby, a. Wonderful list of people, and and maybe uh, uh, Thea as well, uh, uh, who uh, does Raccoon City Wednesdays with me on my streams, uh, where we play every single Resident Evil game. So, uh, yeah, huge selection of people, will be a wonderful time, I'm so excited, and yeah, uh, definitely come hang out. Woo! Thank you so much for, oh god, oh no, we're trapped. <laughs> we're in the void with Luigi! Luigi uh, we have to is say wearing, goodbye. Luigi is wearing uh, blue overalls. He has a green undershirt. Four hundred and one times before we can end the podcast. He has white gloves that are white now. gloves. I am and he has brown me. shoes. Hello, it's me, Luigi. I'm uh keep on dying over and over again, but I keep on coming back to life. And Mario, help me, spaghetti.